Bumper clear. I'm TJ Majors, and this is Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. After Texas, just three races remain. Today, we'll cover NASCAR ending Harvick and Elliott's feud, Kyle Busch's comments about respect on the track, Denny Hamlin's words for Chase Briscoe, the 2022 Aero package, and more. Let's roll. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumble the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Good call to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brighton, so bad. Jason is pacing, kind of play in this race. And if someone don't crash, then he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thor Bumper clear nah don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear there you go i like it hey everybody i'm tj majors spotter the two cup car and welcome to the bojangles studio i didn't know that bojangles had buffets until they started sponsoring our studio and every monday morning we show up and it's a freaking Bojangles buffet. I'm in heaven. Spotter uh, Brett Griffin's in the house. Freddie Kraft wins one race and disappears for the next two shows. Last week, he attempted to zoom yep. in on a uh, cell phone connection. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you guys had to endure that. This week, he's a complete no-show. Casey, how are he's you? He's golfing, and he can't even golf. He's <laughs> not, have, have you ever seen this guy swing a golf club? No, I haven't even seen Freddie move that. Like, so imagine a guy that walks up and addresses the golf ball, and if he wants to hit it straight, he turns seventy-five degrees the other way because that's how bad a slice is. <laughs> well, well, on that note, hey guys, Casey Boat here, your marketing professional for DVC, and mm. hello, Jason. Hey, what's up, Jason Schultz, Dirty Mommy, a producer. TJ, how was Texas? Texas was nice. It wasn't too hot. wasn't too cold. Solid finish. Uh, the race is extremely long. Um, it's too long. 334 laps around that place is a long time. It is. So, um, but that's, you know, part of uh, what our racing's been. It's uh, attrition, long races. You have to, you know, it's a it's a long race. There's a lot that can happen. You maybe maybe that's whole... why Freddie didn't come in here. You just said the word attrition. I think he started... <laughs> I think he started attrition with a with a caution that got fifteen people involved. Yeah, luckily, um, I was going to call him out for that, so that might be why he didn't show up. Yeah. That started. I hope that was behind you. No, it was literally we were side by side with somebody running the bottom. That guy's up a little bit, and Freddie's car drives three wide into the middle, three quarter mark a turn two, and just where is he going? And then I see him start to fall back a little bit, and then you you can tell he's chasing it, and I'm like. Oh no! Oh no! And luckily, we got by before the um, <laughs> the melee. But we had a front row seat to seeing that happen. You are one of the few that got by. Uh yeah, that was. How um, was a uh, couch spotting, Brett? Uh, couch spotting was awesome. I, I was watching Freddie's guy, and when he got loose, I was like, "Well, this is probably going to be big." And then when he overcorrected and he shot back the other way. That made the whole track get blocked, which is why you saw. So I think literally the guy running dead last piled into that caution, which should not happen regardless of where you're running. But Dale Jr. was screaming on TV, these things can't stop on a dime. The drivers can't see. Well, some of them can't stop at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. there's That was a big wreck, and it's not very often on a 
track like Texas that you have that big of a wreck like that. No, that's a, that's a plate-style wreck. And, look, there's been a lot of fans. There's a lot of industry people. There's even a lot of drivers that don't love this 550-horsepower package at these mile-and-a-half downforce tracks. TJ is raising his hand. I will raise my hand. I don't love it either. Um, but when things like this happen, at least it makes it exciting. It shakes it up. Uh, we had some drama yesterday. You know, it looked like the Xfinity race once again was the best race of the weekend, excuse me. Um, but Texas, at least we got in there. At least you guys got to come home, didn't have to stay to Wednesday like last year. That was brutal. Yeah, Wednesday uh, last year was really difficult. That 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 miss just like sat there. That's the most car sitting I've done in my life. So I just kept renting a room across the street from the Marriott. I, I know you kept and, leaving and coming and, and back. I just I just stayed at the Marriott. I mean, my team wasn't staying there, um, but I didn't want to do what TJ and those guys were doing because you have to check out at eleven, sit there literally all day. They call it late evening, turn around, scramble to a hotel. So I just kept renting my room every day at the Marriott, right across the street. We were about 10 minutes away. And if you've never stayed there, that is the best place to stay for the Texas race. It is right across the street. Phenomenal <laughs> property. And there's lines of bread. I mean, you got Bucky's there. so got Bucky's there. You got Bucky's Top Golf right there. You got everything right there. If it, And that's what I'm all about when I go to a sporting event. I want amenities. I want to be able to get to the venue without sitting in traffic and all the crazy stuff. And it's, I tell you, man, if, if that area keeps blowing up, we may see another Chicago land here where that it's worth more sold because Texas Motor Speedway is a large piece of property, dirt track. Uh, it may be worth more sold than it is to run as a NASCAR race. Well, it I is, hope not. I, like I mean, track. it is definitely growing up around that racetrack. I don't see SMI getting rid of that venue um, just because it obviously is in Texas. But, you know, SMI took over the code of promotion. They're obviously looking at this North Wilkesboro thing. They're in the middle of this Nashville thing. So it's pretty obvious a lot of their tracks aren't going to be able to retain two dates. And some of them, you know, like Sonoma, already only have one date. So Watkins Glen, obviously that's a NASCAR track. Um, when you look at what these companies are doing, I think they said last week, I mean, nobody really deserves, a couple weeks ago, nobody really deserves to go anywhere twice if it doesn't make sense. So um, Steve Phelps teased us that 2022, 2023, whenever that comes out, we're going to see a big – schedule shake up yeah. um and next think, year when the 2023 schedule comes yeah out. yeah what do you guys think as far as changes go i mean I, who I knows no idea who, street I, course um north wilkesboro i don't think north wilkesboro is ready for a cup race yet you know but it is cool to see i mean so there's this law that passed or is in the process of passing in the state of north carolina and it's going to give racetracks some money okay so north wilkesboro is going to get 10 million dollars that's a lot of money. Can Rockingham um, get some too? Rockingham is actually going to get ten million dollars. I don't even know who owns Rockingham anymore, though. You should obviously, buy. It. Obviously, I can't buy it. <laughs> obviously, we should Google it. Our boss could buy it. Dale Junior could buy it. Um, and then Charlotte Motor Speedway is going to get twenty million dollars, which it very much so needs twenty million dollars. That place uh, it, it needs a facelift. It's still beautiful. Still one of my favorite racetracks to go to, but it could certainly use a facelift. So. Um, awesome that the state of North Carolina recognizes how important the racing industry is to the state because there's a ton of us that work in racing in the state of North Carolina. But in addition to that, look at how many people come into our state to visit our racetracks and do those things. So uh, shout out to the politicians for getting something right. I give them a hard time when they screw stuff up. So might as well give them a shout out for doing something right. I'm not sure right. you've ever said they did anything right. Yeah, this is a first. We have to give a shout out to someone that sent us Fireball last week, Sal W. Yeah, Sal. Yeah, wow. I've already drank half my bottle, Sal, so I need another bottle. 
Sal, I would just like to say thank you for purchasing Fireball and thank you to Brett and TJ and Freddie for not drinking it during the show this time. Why do you got to throw my name in there? Well, just part of the I mean, uh, TJ, you should have just gave me yours. I mean, I'll drink it, but I'm not going to drink it when I'm, when I'm working. Just got to sip it. You're not working right now. You're <laughs> sitting in a chair talking with working. Bill's gear on. Oh, you don't have any? Yeah. Look at you. I'm game cocked out. I mean, we beat Vanderbilt. that kind of what your guys' job is, too? You just we get yeah, paid we to talk. talk. Yeah, talk yeah. for yeah. a living. Clint used to make fun of me all the time saying, you get paid to talk. Now look at what he does. Mm. I he know. Gets, yeah. But he gets paid a hell of a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ratio here is not good for us. Uh, this is like the good old days. It's just me and TJ kicking it. Freddie, Freddie, better be careful. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not on a couch like we used to be and stuff. So, no, thank in God. that small little we were right closet. there. We were literally in that yep. room. Yeah. Oh, well, the, that. that was smaller. That used to be. Smaller. This is the original size. It Answer used to that, be a TJ. little bigger. TJ, y'all want to? Yeah. Do you want to hear what? It's, it's, it's either gonna, student loan or car warranty. I don't have a student loan. Let's see. Well, let's I see. don't either, but I got them. Hello, Marriott Vacation Club. Hello, it's a Miami, Florida number calling. Oh, I had the Fort Lauderdale. On the way here. They don't Hello. Want, they don't want to talk. No. They, they hung, hung up. up. Oh, that That's means because you're... they're trying to sell me my car's extended warranty. And then you, at, when they do that, you just ask them what kind of, do you know what kind of car I have? They don't even know. Yeah. They have no idea. Or my student loans. Like, haven't had student loans in years, so not sure what you're talking about. I want to I wanna play a video real quick that uh, Aaron Wrench sent us last week on Twitter. Um, it's a subliminal message from Rick Allen during the Talladega race a few weeks ago, oh. so I think we need to play it. Okay. Jason's ruining our fun. Remember, TJ Major spotting now for Brad Keselowski. TJ, such... And remember... <laughs> I don't... TJ, I can't believe Rick Allen said you suck. Oh. I know, Rick. I think he was trying to pronounce the word success, and then he <laughs> corrected himself right after he said that, but he literally said that. Check I the mean, broadcast. it sounds I about right. I don't know what's more popular at this point in sports. TJ sucks or let's go, Brandon, because it's, oh. a, it's a tie. I'm really disappointed that if I didn't have kids, I'd print T-shirts. But what? we should actually, I, I thought about that a couple weeks ago. We need to get Mike Davis off his butt, and we need to do a few different door bumper clear T-shirts, and one of them needs to be TJ Suggs. I'll work no, on I'm it. Not, Just tell I'm me. not promoting that. We need I can't that find my T-shirts you Air gave Freddy. me. What happened? We need Air Freddy. Something happened to my T-shirts you gave Air me. Air Freddy is not. Air Freddy's good. I don't know why Freddy doesn't push that. I would have It needs to be a that. donation. I think probably because Michael Jordan might not like it. <laughs> yeah. If I were what? guessing that he probably he would probably step in and say, hey, fat spotter, P-H-A-T spotter, you're not doing that with my... Air, airness. Mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Mr. Airness. <laughs> well, Mix if it up we make a it a bit. donation, I think it's great. Uh, yeah, Freddie's going to donate it to Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> well, donations do not make everything better. I mean, when I look at this thing that Chase Elliott is doing with this t shirt, um, man, like you, you, you want this to be over, Chase? You know, Mr. Hendricks says he wants this to be over. That's not going to make it over. But then you go and do a T-shirt that literally is mocking and making fun of the guy that you're having this issue with. That's going to make it. Hey, let me give you a life lesson. That's going to make it worse, stupid. <laughs> that's that's what I thought too. And and Harvick, he's the quiet type man. Like you don't know. Obviously, he's shown that already. I don't know that this was Chase Elliott's idea, but clearly he was involved in saying, yes, we should or can do this. Whose ever idea this was, this was pretty stupid. 
I'm sorry. At this point. I mean, if you truly want it to be over, this was stupid. If you don't want it to be over and you want to continue yeah. to mock it, then go ahead and do this, which is what you did, right? This doesn't cry, hey, let's just end this. Let's figure this out. This it doesn't say let's be grown grown men and, and, and put this behind us. It does not. TJ just hit the nail on the head. It's pretty immature, to be honest with you. I mean, it is what it is. I'm enjoying the show. Me too. I, I'm here for the show. I Like we said last week, I don't have a dog in the fight. But if I am on Chase Elliott's marketing team, I'm going to say this is dumb. This is a bad idea. Unless we want to be fun, if we want to end this, this is a bad idea. We're in. We're in – the playoffs right now you know now this isn't the time in my opinion i mean yeah maybe you know first part of the season you know there's a little rivalry going on and stuff but that stuff usually usually kind of clears itself but right now it's um and the people harvick's not one i'd want to you know poke at right now no well, don't you worry. We will get into that a little bit more during the show. I'm worried. We have a ton to talk about during Spot on Spot Off, so let's kick things off by hearing a little bit more about our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. So, Jimmy, what makes you an awesome different driver? Well, there's a lot to it. Man, it's a rush. So what makes home selling with OfferPad awesome different? Oh, so much. But with OfferPad, it's a lot more home-selling stuff and a lot less bumping into people. Well, I don't bump into anyone. Home-selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. Hey, TJ, what's up, man? Our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, has added a new market in Kansas City since we last visited the old Kansas Speedway. That is great news. If you live in the Kansas City area or are interested in moving there, let our friends at OfferPad.com help you get it done. Kansas is an awesome place to live. Great food everywhere. A fun sports city and a lot to do, including around the old racetrack. A lot of awesome restaurant bars and a big old soccer stadium. Yeah, it's a great area. So to get started on your move to or around the Kansas City area today, log on OfferPad.com and you'll get an offer to sell your home within 24 hours. Take the competitive cash offer OfferPad will have for you, and you'll be on your way. And when asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. NASCAR held a 45-second, 10-word call with Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick's camps last week and warned of serious consequences that would carry into 2022 if the feud continues. Spot on, spot off, Brett. I'm spot off for the call. Uh, I'm spot off for the fact that parties weren't allowed to talk. Uh, I guess Steve O'Donnell is the guy who headed this call up, according to the folks that I've I've spoken with about this. Um, I'm spot off to the fact that Chase Elliott has this saying going around on social media, you know, about, you know, merry off season and happy Christmas, making fun of it. And he's got a t-shirt out, making fun of it. And, um, NASCAR is telling them that they have to stop, but Chase Elliott is out there in the marketplace, literally mocking this situation. So for it to stop, they should have said, Hey, stop all the other silly stuff that's going on. I know you guys, I know you Chase Elliott fans are going to like to hear that, but that's just the way this world works. Um, 
is this rivalry over is ultimately what it's going to come down to. And and I saw Kevin Harvick had a quote yesterday about Chase Elliott doesn't need to worry about me. Chase Elliott needs to worry about outrunning Kyle Larson in his own cars. And TJ, he's not doing that right now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm spot off. I think just let him handle it, you know. And, and the two guys that can that control the situation are the two guys behind the wheel. And I mean, it's eventually gonna. I don't think these guys are dumb enough to do anything. You know, Harvick knew road course, slow section of the track. You know, could damage the car pretty good, but the uh, you know, there's times there, you know, when there is payback at, at points. But I don't think these guys would ever get into a situation where they really you know want to hurt each other or something like that. But but they're still taking to jabs. I think uh, Jason's got the quote all queued up over there yeah, well, for us to be able to hear what yeah. it is. Like I'm telling you right now, you say it's supposed to be over. And they're still talking about each other. They're still selling shirts about each other. What's not ten over. words? What do you think the ten words were? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, is there any? If you could guess, what would you? I, I, what I mean, what the, we stories, do the ten word challenge? The stories <laughs> that I've heard are when you know Big Bill called you into the hauler and he sat yeah. you down and he made you feel like a complete idiot. The stories that I've heard are when Mike Helton called you into the hauler and he sat you down. It made you feel like an idiot. Mr. Helton has actually called me into the hauler before, so I can say I'm that firsthand that's how it goes. Um, to Please. have a call, uh, to have a call in, in today's world, I mean, why don't we just send text messages? Like, I mean, to me, this is a face-to-face, man-to-man thing that needs to happen, and, uh, and, and it didn't. So clearly, given the quote that Harvick put out, given the fact that he's selling T-shirts, there's still bad blood. I, I, don't, I just don't know why there's – I don't think it's time to step in yet. One guy held another guy. One guy got him back, and now, like, why, why are they stepping in? I mean, you know that that's just me. Like, we saw Denny wreck Denny wreck Chase at Martinsville, and um, Chase, Chase got, him, got back. him back. So that was it. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't understand why there is a. You know, I don't know. Uh, at, at least there's not a huge overreaction because the Matt Kenseth two yeah. race suspension was a huge overreaction. Well, by I don't Ryan agree France. with how Matt that was. That was pretty – you don't go out there with a wrecked race car like that and just destroy another car like that. That's, Do you suspend him for two weeks? Um, I think you set a tone at some point. I don't know. Maybe – I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and Do put myself – Do you not only suspend him for two weeks, do you later come back and tell him, I might have overreacted because my son is a Joy Logano fan? Because that mean, happened too. Did it? Yeah. So, here well, we are. So, you guys so, – so, do you think that maybe NASCAR – taking from experience is trying to stop things before they get worse, especially with one driver in the playoffs and, you know, trying not to ruin what could be a I, I think NASCAR's on the hills of some 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 bad optics with Chase Elliott because A, they didn't throw the caution when he wrecked. I'm sorry, they did throw the caution when he wrecked to save him. They then did not throw the caution when we knew he was going to lose his rear bumper cover. Um and NASCAR Twitter agreed that we knew that was going to happen, right? Uh, that guy nah, got, never that, existed. That guy got butt hurt last week. <laughs> um, and then here we are now, one guy in the playoff, one guy not, and it looks like we're trying to protect the playoff guy. So for the fan base, it just looks weird. You know, it's just optics of it. I'm not saying it 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 really should or shouldn't happen. Um, I mean, TJ is saying, "Hey, don't step in." I'm saying, if you step in, step in and stop it. 
and that's not what's happened. He's selling T-shirts. He's making fun of the other guy on, on quotes, and that's not stopping. Well, it. I think NASCAR's trying to stop it. I mean, it's not like they're doing nothing. If they wanted to they stop can't... it, they would have fined somebody and took points away following the Roval race when all that was going on. Yeah, I don't. I think I do think the two races was way overreaction. I do because there's been the next worst thing that I can think of is when Carl just flipped Brad uh, or flipped Brad at Atlanta for. Nothing. No. And, and, I mean, Brad went down on turn one and didn't do anything. Carl got loose and blamed it on Brad when Brad didn't do it. And then he comes back out and puts him roof side first into the wall on the front stretch. And there was absolutely nothing for that. Nothing. So, and I don't – I think, you know, both them guys straight up went back for payback and ended up – I mean, we can't be pile driving each other into the wall at Martinsville like that too because Martins, Martinsville still a – I've seen some hard wrecks there. Like, there's hard wrecks at Martinsville still. And – and uh, and we can wreck hard anywhere, but I just don't think we need to be pile driving each other into the wall and doing stuff like that. But if NASCAR threatening consequences that last into twenty twenty two, do you think that's an overreaction? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Th- this this season is this season, and there's three races left. If you're going to take uh, take take penalties to this, then take penalties to it. What I mean, would you think they could do in twenty twenty two as a consequence? They do whatever they want yeah i don't <laughs> I mean that's that's but a, specifically for them that's an open-ended question they yeah. do whatever the f- they want i mean they started michael waltrip out at daytona with a minus 100 point penalty for having quote jet fuel in in his gas tank right at daytona so they can do whatever they want Damn, he must have been flying it's it's their their bat their ball their field they can do whatever they want all right kevin harvick's post-race quote about chase elliott jason you want to read it Kevin Harvick said after the race, I'm still baffled that he's worried about me. I had no chance to win a championship. Looks like he should figure out how to take the same card run as fast as the five. TJ, spot on, spot off. Uh, I mean, um, spot on. That's pretty uh, smart way to play the game, in my opinion, for, for Harvick. You know, he's he's not doing it on the track. Now he's playing mind games, you know. So, um, But uh, he's probably right. Chase... Um, you know, Kevin's had an off year. He's had a little bit more speed lately, but this isn't the Harvick we saw the year before, you know, where he was very dominant during the season, him and Denny. And, and uh, you know, I think um, I think Kevin had a chance this year, but this wasn't the dominant Harvick that we all would have put in our favorites this year. So I think uh, the speed that the Hendrick cars have had definitely favors them a lot more than you know harvick this year last year it would have been the other way around you know this year it's 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 not his car so when when you see any stewart haas racing car racing the nine very hard it's going to be because of what's going on in this scenario and and to me nascar stepped in and said stop and again i mean i hate to keep reiterating this but now here's this war of words war of words just flying across the table. Here's a lob back at you, Chase. I'm still trying to distract you, still trying to get in your head. And I, I don't think this is over. And I hope it's not over for the fan's sake. Spot on, spot off. Kyle Busch gives out NASCAR Executive Vice President and Chief Racing Development Officer Steve O'Donnell's email address on the radio during the race and says, Jason? He said around lap 250, race fans, if you enjoy this accordion style of racing, please send an email to Steve O'Donnell's email. Brett, spot on, spot off. <laughs> Steve O'Donnell's got the longest title I've ever heard in my life. NASCAR Executive Vice President and Chief, Ra- Chief Racing Development Officer. Damn, his business card must be like an 8 by 10 uh, <laughs> Poster board. Man, you know, drivers are uh, 
drivers are frustrated and, and they're in there driving their butts off and they're stuck and they can't pass. And, and when you get in that position where you get a guy, you know, in one and two, you kind of get position on them and they go in three and four and it doesn't matter uh, because this guy's got more grip based on what the line that he chooses entering three. It's, it's tough, you know, is, is Kyle Busch setting himself up for NASCAR retaliation? And in my mind, yeah. I mean, this guy's sitting here, the last car in right now into the championship four with another mile and a half to go. You're plus eight on the cutoff. You've got to go to Kansas, which is obviously a similar style racetrack to Texas. Not exactly alike, but similar. Um, and you're on NASCAR's radar as somebody they don't really care for. Yeah, I'm spot off. I'm not sure I would have went this far. Uh, that's, I don't know. You know, I know Kyle's frustrated and Kyle's usually, um, some of Kyle's best quotes come when he's frustrated. So he's, uh, but this is classic Kyle. I mean, this is, you know, he's, um, very, uh, polarizing, I guess he gets, he knows, um, <laughs> he knows how to ruffle the feathers. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if I would have included all that in there, um, yeah, he's uh, him and his brother have definitely had some good quotes to ask. I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm I'm just gonna give you guys an example, and this is this is super insider information. And if it gets me in trouble, I don't really care. All right, I'm going to the bathroom. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, Kevin Hamlin. Don't invite me to the meeting. Kevin Kevin Hamlin was at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I think it was Las Vegas Motor Speedway years ago, and Kevin's hard card was not out, and the security guy. Now, now you got to understand, Kevin is dressed in full-blown attire that says what team he's with. He's got his headset on. We're in the middle of a practice, and the security guy freaked out because Kevin didn't have his hard card prominently displayed. So the security guard on the roof, in on the roof, there, there's nobody up there but spotters. Okay, this is not a an area everybody can access. Um, and look, I have a habit of putting my hard card away once the race starts because if the wind is blowing, it attaches to your neck and it does this right here, it ruffles in the wind. And, and you're afraid to lose it. It's annoying. Okay. So I put my hard card up. So this security guard informed NASCAR that Kevin Harvick was being a and, Hamlin. And, and the, sorry. Well, Kevin Harvick's been a <laughs> too. Uh, Kevin Hamlin was being a was he or was he not, right? That depends on who the security guard is. Um, and so Kevin's crew chief at the time, who I won't call out, uh, but Kevin's crew chief at the time got very upset with Kevin and said, hey, we're going to have a hard time getting through tech because you're being an on the roof. Okay, is that true? Probably not. But that's the optics of the industry is we don't need to give NASCAR a reason to be on their radar of making things hard on us. And can it happen? I guess it could. Do I think it happens? No. I think they protect the integrity of the sport far more than that. But at the end of the day, we were just alluding to the fact that Kyle Busch choosing to do this, um, to me, a comment like this is almost premeditated. It's almost like you've been thinking about it, and then you're like, I'm going to say this if I get mad. And then, boom, he got mad, and he said it. And this morning, he probably woke up, and I'm assuming he got a text message from Steve O'Donnell or someone at NASCAR that said, hey, I wouldn't do that again if I were you. But guess what? They're looking at you. They're looking at your car. They're looking at your crew chief. If you do one small thing wrong that they might not have been paying attention to because they're looking at 40 cars, now they're only looking at yours. And you got an eight-point cushion. If you go to Kansas and screw that up because of something like that, whoo, that's a big burden to carry to your sponsors and your team. That's my struggle with it. Yeah. Another thing with with Kevin's deal is he was already on the roof. He came down at, um, at Vegas. They built a nice new spotter stand on top of the – the uh, like the 
TV boxes and stuff. The actual roof. Yeah. Yeah, So super, super good. I mean, it's a great spotter stand. There's no issues with it. But you're already up there working, and you have to go down the stairs and down a little walkway, you know, 30 yards or whatever, and and to use the bathroom. And, you know, most time in practice, and you're – your car goes in the garage. You got to go. You hustle down there. You hustle back up, and the same guy, the same, the same person working the, the uh, literally the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, to access like, the roof. You have a person off the elevator that checks you. You clear. You're clear. You go to the roof, which honestly, there nobody's up there but us. There's a plenty of room. Vegas has a great roof. They always bring the fans up there, or there is fans up there, and it's a great roof. So. And it's self-policing. If there's somebody, the NASCAR officials are great for not letting anybody up there. Yep. Um, you know, they, they handle that very well. And, and this guy, you know, there's two things you don't like. Your hard car blowing around, flopping in the wind, because they're expensive to get. Very. And when when you are, I try to always have mine out when I know I'm going through a, a security gate, at least for the first time. And, you know, before... The, most time you get, you see these people numerous times. They get to know you. Uh, they get to recognize your face, and they know. Yeah, I heard what a security guard say TJ sucks the other day. No, you didn't. <laughs> but um, anyway, so you, you don't like when somebody grabs your hard card either. No, don't touch my. So hard if card. you want, if you need to see the, it's hanging up a minute. If you want to see it, you just say, you know, you got your 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 pass or your hard card. It is like when they reach out and grab it and like hold. It's like almost looks like they want to see like. But it's almost like a face mask penalty in, in football because they grab you and it's around your neck and they're like pulling it yeah, to you. And it's, it's like, nah. If you want to see it, ask me. I mean, it's right here, but I can like yeah. it's not like it's not yours. No, but it's, um, it's still yeah. mine. <laughs> Kevin didn't do anything wrong. That's the whole point. No. Of the point yeah. of what well, I'm saying is, but NASCAR, Kevin didn't do anything wrong. But but Kevin's crew chief at the time thought he did when in, when in fact he did not. But the crew chief was like, uh oh, you've put us on the NASCAR radar. Well, if you think a spotter going to pee puts you on the NASCAR radar. <laughs> Just wait till this one happens. I mean, in hindsight, he could have just showed his card again and told the official, like, hey, you know, we're well, just going he, to the bathroom. I this, think when we get asked, we do show. This is very rare. Yeah, this is very rare. Like, this happens, like, maybe once a year. <laughs> yeah, I love when it happens to Joel. That's my favorite. Oh, gosh. That's like, Kevin's. I had it happen to me at Daytona, actually, parking. So last year during COVID, we would park underneath the grandstands. I roll in. There is no parking attendant to be seen. Literally. I drive by where the parking attendant is. I'm going five miles an hour. I go up. I back into my parking spot. I'm chilling for like six minutes. You might remember this. Here comes two security guard trucks. I do remember it, actually. parks in front of my car to block me in like I'm robbing a bank. And I'm like, are these guys parking in front of me? I see them driving, too. Like, they were in a hurry. They walk up in front of my window, and they're like, do you have credentials? And I'm like, yes. And I hold my hard card up. My parking pass is prominently displayed on my windshield. You just blew by the security guard. I said, okay, blew by is, is a lie. Okay, first of all, I'm underneath the grandstand. What am I going to do, run 120 You running jet here? fuel? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. running jet fuel at Daytona. <laughs> so then I'm like, my, my credentials are displayed on my windshield. My hard card is in my hand. Do you have a problem? And they finally shut up and left, but they literally were attacking me verbally. When I am credentialed, my vehicle is credentialed, and their security guard, I don't know where he was. He might have been on a break. He might have been smoking a cigarette. He might have been in the bathroom. But in, anyway, they called it in. And, boy, you should have seen them. It's like they were dropping SWAT out of helicopters I mean, on my car. you do have, like, a punchable face. So they must just not like oh, you yeah, they, and realize, they like, They better bring hey, more than one friend I for did, that. <laughs> I did witness it, and it was actually kind of comical.
I'm going to yeah. shut up and not I've, share any I've, stories I've said because for, I have to I've go said back since to we now. started this show, the smartest thing they could do is go to Disney World and hire all their employees to come be guest services because Disney World does it right. I'll tell you what is right, though, is that is um, a lot of these places, not a lot, some of them get the same people and put them at the... Makes a world of difference. 100% world of difference. Like Daytona, we get to the roof, it's the same two gentlemen that have been working there and they are nice they y'all we get to know them and yes they are very they know who's supposed to be there they do their job and there's literally zero issues at all yes none yes this podcast is brought to you by our friends at racingusa.com google's top rated source for nascar merchandise fans i know we've told you for months now about the automatic discounts you get when you place an item in your cart at RacingUSA.com, and they're guaranteed lowest pre-order prices. But we've never told you that they have more than half a million dollars of merchandise in stock and ready to ship to you tomorrow morning. You can find hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers at RacingUSA.com. In addition, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible die-cast cars available for 40 different drivers, including this week's Kyle Larson Texas race-winning die-cast. And when you're shopping on RacingUSA.com, don't forget to enter to win this month's $200 gift card. Someone is going to win it. It might as well be you. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Denny Hamlin runs Chase Briscoe up the track and said, that's what he gets for being a effing idiot. He crashes me and races me like a... Not sure what curse word he said there. Like, who the F are you? Spot on, spot off, TJ. Um, I'm spot off. I didn't really see anything that Chase did. I mean, it... Like, did you see Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Okay, so did you see how that began? I did. Did you see that Chase Elliott, Chase Briscoe was not even supposed to be out there? He's being black flag. Well, flight. why don't you well, Chase was do also, a quick repla- recap? And, Chase Briscoe uh, was also supposed to be on the racetrack, too, and he got a little help there twice. Just saying. So you spot off? I am spot off because I understand that, you know, I do think Chase just drove through Denny at, at the end of the road course, but I also saw Denny potentially take a win from Chase who was racing him clean until that point. Denny ran I see I watched Denny run him off the track on the left hander um turn two and at the, on that restart in turn one he just I'm clearing you and I'm gonna clear you myself, which hey, great move. And this is Indy. This is Indy and yeah. that's um but I don't think if a guy's there he still has the right to race you at, at Texas. Granted it's not fun. We had to pass a couple guys yesterday. What can you say? I mean, you can't really – the guy's racing. He's supposed I'm, to be I'm, there. I'm spot on. I, it goes back to Indy, and now here we are, you know, six weeks later talking about it, more than that, another rivalry. And I think this is a good thing for the sport. Um, it's another guy locked in the playoff versus another guy that's not. It, it's a guy who Denny felt like he got shorted at Indy, whether he did or didn't. He felt like he did. These guys keep scoring their minds, and, and you may not always agree when they – uh, choose to retaliate or what they choose to do, but this essentially was get out of my way. I'm trying to make a playoff here. Now, is it done? I doubt it. I'm sure Briscoe will try to do something again, um, but he better hurry up. There's only three races left, and, and 
those cars are going to have to be fast. You know, I was talking to Freddie last night. He said on the lap time thing, and obviously Freddie is pro Denny, uh, that, that Denny was two to three tenths faster than Chase pretty much, and, and Denny was just hung up behind him. And that's frustrating. I mean, that's what Kyle is talking about, that accordion effect, the fact that it's so hard to pass, track position is so important, pit crews more important than ever, restarts more important than ever. Um, but, but when you see these things playing out, this is what we need. This is how you take a boring race and make it exciting, is you have big wrecks, you have guys who are mad at each other, and you have quotes like this that are given, things like this being said over the radio, that can make it exciting. Because the 500 miles of Texas probably wasn't that great. So if a guy – what's the cutoff here, Freddie? If I'm two-tenths faster – if I run a lap time two-tenths faster than the guy in front of me, which is very – let's – very traffic dependent on how close you are to somebody, is that guy supposed to let me go? You know, Chase Briscoe is trying to have a good run here, and he's running sixth, and – He's had a rough season. He has. He's had, had a, a lot season. of ups and downs, and he's running six. Do you think that guy? You know, look at Tyler Reddick, up and down season. You screwed he's up, him. Who me? Yeah, you picked him. I know. Well, that's true. Well, well, don't <laughs> but you I mean, worry. Chase, we'll talk about that. Tyler's up there racing for a win. He should be. Yeah. And but that's like these guys are are dying for a good run. You know, to to boost him up there and. Just because you're faster if a guy – I think that segues perfectly into Jason's next topic on this sheet. You talking about how the young guys race, the mm. new guys. Yes, let's get into it. Kyle Busch's quote when asked about the lack of respect on the track. Jason? Post-race, Kyle said, The way this has all gone the last four to five years with the new generation coming in has completely ruined it from what it used to be. It might be more exciting for the fans, but all you get is more torn up stuff. Brett, spot on, spot off. So this goes back to what TJ just said. Back in the day, if a guy was two to three tenths faster than you, if you saw him getting bigger in your rearview mirror, if your spotter or crew chief was giving you information, when that guy got position on you, you literally let him go. It was a gentleman's agreement. The gentleman's agreement with this particular package, and I'll blame the package for this as much as the driver's, it's so freaking hard to pass that you cannot get that spot back if you ever let them go. So to me, Kyle's frustration is actually unjust against the drivers. It is. It should be pointed – his frustration should be pointed at how freaking hard it is to pass, and I think it was when he gave the email address out over his radio to the world to email Mr. Steve O'Donnell – who, oh, by the way, is a NASCAR executive vice president and chief racing development officer for NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, he's he's he is right because there is way there's not nearly as much respect as there used to be. There definitely isn't. But I'm not like back then. He was one of the kids when he came in there. This is how he drove. I think when Kyle he came wrecked in, a lot when he, when he came but he in. drove hard. He raced guys hard. He was out of control racing hard. As Kyle got better, and as he got better and better, he was racing against better guys as well, and he learned. We, we, we freaking changed the age limit because of how good Kyle Busch was. We didn't want Kyle Busch coming in here at 16 years yeah. old. He was the and, first young one that went in really... Busch Series races at the time. Yeah. So what do they do? They said you got to be 18 to run this class. Because yeah. they didn't want to take their product and say, hey, a kid yeah. that's only 16 is capable of coming in here and kicking Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s butt. Yeah, he uh, he was definitely the first really young one that I can remember coming in there. But the we, like right now you have to race like this for points. I mean, you need every point you can. I mean, it's it's just how it is. But like we didn't used to – the cars didn't used to drive – 
like what they do now. You didn't used to be able to change lanes in the corner and and move the air like we did. No. Like, we literally drive we literally drive the wake where we want to put the other guy in the dirty air, and we can do that because how the cars handle. Yeah, and you didn't used to be able to do that back in the day with the big horsepower and stuff. You just kind of, I mean, you just drove the heck out of it, yeah. you know. And, um, and these guys are still wheeling it now, but it's just just a different mentality, and it's just the product has created it too. Spot on, spot off, the 2022 Cup Aero Package, which is a 670 horsepower and a 4-inch spoiler at short tracks and road courses and a 550 horsepower and an 8-inch spoiler at intermediates. TJ, spot um, on. <laughs> I, no, I, I want <laughs> I want to go back to the big horsepower and little spoiler pretty much just everywhere, I think. I, I That's just my opinion. Um but you know, with this new car, I don't know. I don't know how this car is going to be in a pack at a mile and a half. You know, so maybe it's going to be great. Maybe it's going to. I don't know. It might be great. It might be bad. Um, who knows? I kept hearing that 650 horsepower was the magic number they were looking for, and, and I still believe that Casey to be true. They're at 670 for the road courses. And the short tracks, and it look we that road course test was awesome. Those guys were flying around there. They were fastest. They were faster than the current car. Um, but here's my thing: when I tell you I'm spot on for this, it goes against everything in my heart that I believe makes NASCAR special. But I'm spot on for this because 550 horsepower going to our first downforce tracks. We go to California. We used to see 208 miles an hour on the entry speed on that big Toyota display in turn one uh, with our Cup cars. Um, we're going to Las Vegas again, 190 plus mile per hour going into turn one there. I don't want to see these guys wrecking at that rate of speed yet in this particular car. I want us to have more data about the safety of the car in a true racing environment because we can go out there and do all the tests in the world on these things until we actually see these race cars wreck in a race and in a practice, we're not going to know exactly how safe they are or they are not. I know NASCAR is doing everything they can to secure these drivers and make them safe because the last thing we want to do is see our athletes get hurt. But at the end of the day, I don't want to see us going and crashing these guys at 200 miles an hour yet. I want us to get this car safe. And when we do, I want to see the horsepower go up. And if it doesn't, because OEMs or whoever, new manufacturers are coming in, we hear all these reasons of why we need to keep the horsepower down, then I'm going to be upset. Because an 8-inch spoiler is huge. It's a big-ass spoiler, right? That's what Dale Jr. called it. It's going to keep the downforce and the, and the rear downforce extremely high. It's going to make these guys be able to be in the gas through the corner, wide open. Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't necessarily – ask me this question again in July if I still like it. But right now, I am major spot on for 550 horsepower going to these first few downforce tracks for safety reasons only. Kyle Busch is probably really happy about that. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> NASCAR President Steve Phelps says everything that is ailing NASCAR, the next-gen car is a panacea for – what that is and props to Steve for big words giving us such big words the definition is a solution or remedy for all difficulties and diseases a synonym is cure-all Brett well if we had a magic panacea button to hit why didn't we already hit that uh that's that's my question look I'm a big Steve Phelps fan I think he's great for our sport I think he's a great ambassador for for what he does out there um 
not overly into the competition side. I think he let Steve O'Donnell kind of lead the the foreground on that. I think Steve is very interested in growing, you know, the the sport. Uh, demographically speaking, geographically speaking, and obviously from a TV audience, we certainly want to see our numbers continue to trend up. But I don't think that there's a cure-all for what we're struggling with at these mile and a half. And I don't know how you know that a brand-new car is going to cure everything when you haven't seen it, to TJ's point, running a pack. So to make this comment and uh, to use a word that 99% of the population doesn't know, and if you do know it, congratulations, Nate Ryan. Um, (laughs) I am spot off on this comment. TJ. Yeah, I don't know if I can spot on it yet because we haven't seen it, you know, in a big group in a mile and a half area. Um, you know, I'm I'm optimistic. I think the car looks. I think the car looks great. It does I, look cool. I, I think the cars look awesome. So, I I only hope that you know we have great races and we don't have to make any adjustments to it really, and we can just you know keep learning this car and and have it for a long time. Jackpot Party is a leading free-to-play mobile game that provides players an authentic Vegas experience with a splash of unmatched fun. Jackpot Party hit big with AJ Almeniga's victory at the Roval, and three lucky Jackpot players got their hands on his signed driver's suit and helmet. Thousands of NASCAR fans downloaded Jackpot Party from the App Store and Google Play, and just because the sweepstakes is over, it doesn't mean the party is going to stop. Download Jackpot Party today and enjoy the Vegas slots and fun on your phone. Free to download and free to play. That's Jackpot Party. Download it today. This next one, TJ, I'm going to ask you first because I know Brett can talk for about an hour on it. NASCAR does not plan to bring back its pre-race drivers meeting in 2022. Spot on, spot off. Um, I'm kind of spot off because the drivers meetings – I know the drivers probably don't really care to go and sit in them and stuff, but they were. Uh, it was cool to have an event where all the have something where all the drivers actually came together at once, and you know you had celebrities there. You had, and this was like, I don't know. They always had a red. They had a red carpet rolled out for it. Um, it was. It was a cool event. I like. I said. I know the drivers probably didn't like it that much, but that was the part where. You know, when we had celebrities come to the track, it gave every, it put everybody in the same spot, and I, I've I've always kind of liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm big spot off for this. You know, I, I clearly understand the, the the pandemic that we're in and COVID situation that we're in, and I want us all to do everything we can there to be as safe as we can be. But to me, there's a lot of opportunities to do this in outdoor spaces. I mean, when I look at some of the things that change, like at a Bristol Motor Speedway. You know, we used to do it at the Goodyear Tire Building, and it was pretty much like you were in a hole. You got in there, and you did driver's meeting, and you left. And at Bristol Motor Speedway, saw an opportunity to move it and make it more fan-friendly. And if I'm a fan of a sport, and I've got the opportunity to see its 40 biggest names walk into the same door at about the same time, whether I'm getting a photo, an opportunity to get an autograph, or whatever that may be, I think it's just an awesome look and feel. I have been in this sport for over 20 years. I still got crazy excited about the Daytona 500 drivers meeting, and that was the only one I would go to all year. It's huge. Because it was our first race of the year. You want to make sure you understand all the rules. You know that they're going to be very thorough with the explanation of what they're going to have the driver's expectations be because they've already run multiple races that week leading into the Daytona 500. So to know every Sunday, two hours before the race, you're going to all get together – 
and and be able to ask questions to NASCAR publicly. That was awesome too because we saw a lot of things play out in races on Fridays and Saturdays that the Cup guys would walk into the drivers' meeting on Sunday. They'd raise their hand and ask questions, and everybody and their brother got to hear the answers. So um, to see this go away hurts my heart. Not gonna lie to you. Uh, one of the one of my favorite things for fans to be able to do. I mean, if if, if we had guests at the track. Um, and Don Rohr will love this. He he kind of went back and forth with me on private messaging on Twitter. He 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 basically well, said Don. he he hates this this thing because you know sponsors can get drivers' autographs. Well, if if a driver has to sign his name a few times, oh man, bless his heart, right? What a what a tough thing to do, you know. I, I man, I, I feel so bad for him. Um, but when you look at guests that are at the racetrack, if you say, how do I get to see? a Jimmy Johnson? How do I get to see a Kevin Harvick? How do I get to see a Kyle Busch? Because they know all the ins and outs on race days of how to maneuver the garage and not be seen. They can be very elusive in these settings. One place they all had to go, the driver's meeting. They had to go in a door. They had to come out a door. And look, you still probably couldn't get close enough proximity to them to get a photo or an autograph unless the driver wanted to. Um, Then, hey, that's your opportunity. The, what we're selling in the garage is elite, exclusive access. And now we've taken away part of that experience. One thing we really struggled with in COVID as an entertainer in the sport was having something for people to do. We couldn't take them on hauler tours. We couldn't really do pit box tours because that was kind of weird for the team, right, to put a bunch of strangers up on your pit box. Then it got to the point we couldn't take them on the pre-race grid to have their photo made with the driver. And now we're saying they can't go to the driver's meeting, stand outside the driver's meeting. So this is just more things that we're having to take away. And and, and if it's COVID-related, I'm all for it. But long-term, I want to see this come back. I mean, imagine being a rookie. TJ, going into your 2022 season, and here you are. You finally get to race with, you know, the best of the best. There's not a cooler thing than walking into that driver's meeting with those guys. I saw Jeff Gordon run his last race, and at the driver's meeting that day, he gave a driver, he gave every driver in the field a token of appreciation for being a competitor against him during his final season. Without that driver's meeting space, we don't have those types of moments. We don't have Vince Vaughn getting introduced in front of our field. We don't have, you know, these dignitaries. We don't have Sponsors families getting recognized. We don't have families coming home from war that get a chance to meet their family after being gone for so long. We don't get to your point, CEOs, CMOs getting the recognition in front of our field of drivers because it's easy for these drivers to get pigeonholed in their way of thinking and forget what got them here. And reality is it's the CEOs and the CMOs standing up there, no matter if it's from a sponsor that you have or if it's from Goodyear Tire or if it's from whoever in the sport, they still all make this possible. So I am pleading with NASCAR to please don't make this permanent because this would be a really, really, really bad move. How about the, uh, the news coming out last week? that Denny Hamlin does not have that, that charter solidified. I mean, after the announcement with Kurt yeah, with Monster, and I, and I thought he said he had a charter even in that announcement. Last week's show, I said he had this, that charter solidified. Like, what a change of plans. Yeah, I guess front row is staying two teams. Yes, right? that, that certainly looks to be that way. Are they going to at least lease one of the charters, if not sell yeah. it? Um, I can tell you the market value for these charters – has gone bananas, so that may be what slowed the sell down. Um, I've heard prices going anywhere from three to five million dollars more than they were going for just in July. So when you have that happen, it can certainly change who can afford to buy and who is not willing to spend that kind of money. GMS has said they'll run open. Obviously, Denny may have to run open. 
the big risk taker here for you guys listening is is kind of under under two things. Number one, you want to know with a big name driver and a big name sponsor that you're going to make the Daytona 500. When you leave the Daytona 500, you feel like as a company, someone like 2311 is going to be strong enough to qualify for these these remaining races, right? So that's important is making that first race because missing that race can ruin your whole season. Oh my gosh, it can ruin your whole season. Like if you're if you're you know Denny's teams, you have one charter. Obviously, obviously Bubba's probably going to have the charter. Um, stay with him since he's already got one. That car has it. You know, does does Kurt go in there and? have to race his way in, you know, that's a nerve-wracking. Dude, and, and, and so many things can go wrong there, make that challenging. The I mean, second, Kurt's, Kurt's obviously very capable of doing that. He's If yeah. you could have somebody put them into the job to do it, Kurt's one of the guys you would want in that position. The, the second thing is for these owners is when they go in and they have a charter, they know exactly how much money they're going to make just for owning that charter, right? So let's say they're going to make a guaranteed $3 million dollars just for owning the charter, then they're going to turn around and get a larger percentage of the purse because they own a charter. So, for example, if A.J. goes out and wins the, the Indianapolis road course like he did, he gets paid about half of what a normal charter team would get paid. Yeah, That's a big difference when Denny's laying out these budgets because you're looking at year sponsorship income, you're looking at charter income, you're looking at purse income, and then to some degree maybe a little bit of licensing income because Monster's going to sell. Right, so when you're doing your budgets and you're figuring out how much you're going to pay Kurt Busch and how much money you're going to have to do the race team, not having a charter can drastically change that formula of capital coming in for that particular year. But if you're not having to spend ten plus million dollars to buy the charter, obviously you can use some of that capital to subsidize some of those avenues. So. Very, very, very two important, very important pieces when you guys here may run an open team. It comes down to that, that Daytona 500, and it comes down to, to budgets. You should buy a car. I'll qual- we'll try to qualify in for the 500. Well, we can go to the Chili Bowl. Casey's already told us we can do a Chili Bowl car. There is. Wait, so With you guys driving? With, with TJ driving. No, I'm, I will wreck it. That's all right. We can afford it. No, Chad's already working enough. I don't really think he needs to uh, You're going to be there. Um. Second of all, there's no way that Freddie's going to be able to get in one of them cars. I, I thought you wanted to drive, TJ. This is I all mean, about I, you. I, I, you I'll love, drive. You love for things to be about you. I'm Next trying to week, make something there, about there's, anything about There's me. a midget race at Millbridge. No, no. Week. Millbridge is way too small. We can have you run it. It's I will too, ask Chad to is, bring an extra car. That is not happening. It's too fast for him. He's, that, gotta, no, we, that place is too small. There needs to be room for people to get around me. Like, <laughs> like. I don't need Larson slide job. Somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> so, are there any charters do you see becoming available for somebody like Denny? Well, funny you ask. Where's Freddie? <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I thought he already had his charter, Casey. So, um, I, I think that, that if Front Row's not willing to lease one, or Spire obviously is buying a second one from Starcom, if if they're not willing to lease that one, man, this this is a it's a slippery slope. On the business side, well, like I don't like. Are we supposed to talk about it? The or, like, if, I guess if you finish, it, where I'll read the tweet. Yeah, like so. Bob tweeted last night that in the owner points battle, the fifty-one team will need to gain four to five points on the, his teammate, the fifteen, in order to avoid potential charter repossession by NASCAR at the end of the season. Well, let me tell you how you fix that. You start and park the other guy. 
one or two races and you get a big enough gap and you come up with some kind of mechanical bull crap and it's going to be hard to prove otherwise. I mean, we saw Rick Ware a couple years ago get involved in a scenario very similar to this and NASCAR figured out, I think Reed Sorensen might have been the driver of that race and anyway, there were some radio conversations and I don't want to misrepresent facts, but at the end of the day, Rick Ware Racing got hammered because they tried to manipulate these points in this scenario. The bigger question is, will NASCAR truly come in and take this charter back? And if they're not going to, we don't even need to be having this stuff reported on because if they're not going to come in and take action, but when you got legitimate teams like GMS coming in, yeah, 2311 bit, who's coming Who's Denny Hamlin? He's not a big name. Spire <laughs> is trying to do more things to, to be more competitive. Yeah, I had a, had a great at, Putting effort in. Finally putting effort in. Two years ago, we were on the show, not even two years ago, uh, a year ago, we were on the show talking about Spire owns four charters and no race cars. Well, now they're in the race car business, and I talked to LaJoy last week. Um, I like what they're doing as a company. I, I like where they're headed. Yeah. And, and, and look, they got a lot of great business things going on to help them be able to do that. But is Rick Ware truly going to do a Stuart Haas Racing Alliance that's going to put him competitive cars on the track? And if he is, I'm going to get off that guy's back. But for right now, I just want to know, Jason, are they going to do anything to him or not? Because if they're not, it's a non, it's a non-story. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure that. I mean, there are some big teams, man. There's some there's some good things happening in the sport as far as you know, the Denny building them teams, you know, Trackhouse. There's there's a lot of, uh, I mean, excitement building. I would love to see, and I hate to even open this can of worms up. But I would love to see us go back to a 43-car field. And if we're not going to do that, then at least let the Daytona 500 be a 43-car field. Give open charters. Look, we go to Daytona right now, and there's only four spots open to get in the race. Two of those are going to be on qualifying speed, and two of those you have to race your way in. Wow. Talk about pressure. Mm. Talk about the unlikelihood that you can miss the, miss the race in the event that you don't unload fast and qualify fast. We should open that one up back to 43 cars and make that open charter world be a little more competitive because NASCAR was built on free enterprise, which means, TJ, if you have the money and the ability to build a car and, and get an approved driver, uh, use that term loosely these days, then You're you racing. have the ability to show up and race. And right now, we're making that very difficult because if you look at the way the points are this year, if you're not high enough in points with no qualifying, you show up, you don't get to race. So there's no reason yeah. to show up. We've got to be able to expand some of that. And and look, do the reduced revenue thing to them. But if they can go out and get a legitimate sponsor and economically build a car, you might not even only need two cars with this yeah. new car. Open it back up so we can, we can have guys that want to race because we should not have four to six charters occupying cars that are going two laps down on a 25-lap run like happened yesterday with my guy, Timmy Hill. He lost two laps in 25 laps. Which car is he in? He got a free pass, um, the 66, right, Jason? I think so. You just cannot, you, you cannot justify that to me of why you let that happen but not let legitimate teams that want to race come show up. Timmy Hill is actually in 13. Hey, before we get to our next segment, I got to give a shout-out to our friends at Pristine Auction. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted place to get autographed racing memorabilia. With thousands of daily auctions starting at just $1, you can win authentic sign racing memorabilia at affordable prices just last week adele jr signed helmet sold for 100 dollars. if you want great deals like that you can use code bumper for ten dollars off your first auction one on pristineauction.com i feel like i gotta steal with that 
are. Let's head into reaction theater. Brett, dude, stop hating on Chase Elliott. We get it that you don't like him, but could you make it any more obvious? Try to be a little bit objective on your podcast. I mean, you may as well walk into the studio, the Bojangle studio, next week wearing a Harvick shirt as you eat your four biscuits. I mean, come on. Chase is in the playoffs now. Harvick's not. Georgia Bulldogs doing well this year. Gamecocks are not. Why don't you start picking the winning sides? TJ, you are awesome. Love listening to you. You do not suck. Thanks. I liked this one. TJ, I agree you don't suck um, all the time. Brittany, honey, it's okay. I, I don't I don't have a bias toward Chase uh, Elliott or Kevin Harvick. I think Chase Elliott is awesome for the sport. Um, clean cut, good looking dude. But if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. It's just how it is. The 54 car wins again in the Xfinity Series, and y'all are like, oh, GMS did a great job of getting Ty Dillon. <laughs> I mean, Ty Dillon's <laughs> the only person to throw the 54 all year in the Xfinity Series that hasn't kicked everybody's ass by two tens every lap. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't hire Ty Dillon to drive my fucking lawnmower. <laughs> wow. You suck, camel DJ. <laughs> That's really nice. Wow, Kenny, that was a lot. That's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So I bought a ticket to Saturday's race, and it was the first NASCAR race I'd attended in five years, and I loved it. I chose Saturday for two reasons. One, uh, the Xfinity cars race better at mile and a half, in my opinion. But two, the ticket price. 30 bucks with fees from Ticketmaster, and you get in there and you see a great race. I checked the tickets for Sunday. The cheapest ticket I could find was $79 before fees. Look at the grandstands. A lot of people chose not to go to that race. Why are you charging that much for your cheapest ticket? I don't think $80 to watch a cup race is profound, guy. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I know that it's still a lot of money. Uh, I mean, if you're making 10 bucks an hour, that's a that's an eight-hour day that you're having to, to basically lose a day of your life working to be able to buy this ticket. But, I mean, for what goes on at a cup race, for how long a cup race is, for the stars that are out there driving, um, for, for the mobile marketing experiences that are there. And obviously that's reduced right now with COVID. But to me, $80 for a cup race is, is not profound when it only comes to your market once or twice a year. Sorry, I, I disagree with you there. Do I think $30 is a great value? Heck yeah, absolutely. Especially when you, especially when you can spend you know, 30, 40 bucks early in the year and get to see cup drivers in that same race. But at the end of the day, man, if I can go out and, and, and for 120 bucks, look at the law of averages and for $60 a day, um, be able to go experience what Texas Motor Speedway offers. I, I I wholeheartedly disagree with you. Sorry. Yeah, I kind of agree. If you look at football prices, it's you know they're high, and this is a once you know you get you get one race you get one race a year, two races a year. You know this is a, a special event, especially this race, a playoff race, a lot going down. Um, I don't think it's too out of the question. No, me either. Hey, TJ. Just uh, over here waiting for Kyle Larson to figure out this arrow package. You were right, man. He's struggling. I really hope he turns it around. Later. What number is that, Jason? Uh, that was Anthony. Okay, go ahead, TJ. Sorry. I just, this isn't, if you'd have told me that the Hendrick cars were going to be as fast as they are this year, and you're going to put an A driver in there like Larson and give him, I mean, honestly, he's been in the fastest car all year. That car has been fast every single road course. Is he in the fastest car or is he the fastest driver? 
Uh, he's definitely in the fastest car. He's an A driver. Kyle Larson's an A driver. A plus. Yeah, you put plus. You put one of them guys in that type of car, it's going to go really fast. And Kyle, it's you don't start off beginning of last year. They were not in the same boat. The cars weren't. But they've gotten stronger from the midpoint of last year into this year, and this year they're ridiculously strong. Is Chase Elliott in the fastest road course car every time we go to a road course? Um, I think that those cars are pretty much – I think they're close to being even now. But Which um, cars? I think the five and the nine are pretty even at road courses. I do. and I mean – You think with all the dominance Chase Elliott had that he was in the fastest car every week at road courses? I think Chase has been in – one of the top fastest cars at road course. I think he's been the fastest car at road courses, yeah. hands down, because I've seen him run other other series, um, like the Xfinity Series and Michael Annette's car, and, and if he were that much better than everybody else, he would have led every lap on the race. Yeah, there's no doubt his car has been super and, fast. And he didn't do that. Yeah. Let's see, was Chase Elliott in the best car in the field last year at Phoenix? Um, yeah. <laughs> It's a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> this lady thinks I hate Chase Elliott, and all I'm doing is pointing out the obvious. He's in the fastest car when he wins a lot of these races. I think Chase does well for the Chase fast does car. awesome. Yeah. And when like, you have the fastest car, you're supposed to win the race. I will say, though, that even in the same company, you know, when Jimmy was winning a lot of, like, the other cars, not saying they're not the same, but, like, you know, guys figure tricks out and stuff, and, you know, they've got it figured out right now. And I did not see. I do not see Cliff coming in there and being as as good with Larson in his first year. Cliff's done a fantastic job of, you know, giving Kyle and figuring out what he needs. They've done a great job this year. Even even in adversity, they fight through it and they've uh, earned the right to race for this championship. You know. So. Do you think that if Chase Elliott makes the finals in Phoenix, that Chase Elliott's crew chief will share with Kyle Larson's crew chief why they were so fast? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how it plays there. I know I probably wouldn't myself. I mean, I'm going to do what I I'm going to do what I know worked last year. So, do you think Chad Knauss did things to Jimmy Johnson's car that the other three cars didn't have? I think Chad's a very smart crew chief. And I guess we figured that one out. Next one. This is the last race at this horrible track with this horrible car. Can't wait to see if the next gen car gives us just a glimmer of hope at Texas. They need to take the fire from Victory Lane and apply it to the entire track if SMI is not willing to redo turns one and two. And another thing, the broadcasters with 10 laps to go are saying, anything can happen in turn one, it's 80 feet wide. Are you guys freaking blind? Drivers haven't used more than two grooves all day. Just Google the word panacea. We've got the cure coming. (laughs) We've got everything coming for you. That track is ridiculous. I, I do have to question you guys on this, though, right? I'm, I'm following the race on Twitter while I'm at the ball field, and people only have one more mile-and-a-half track to about this 550-horsepower package. What are they going to do on Twitter after this weekend? about you more. Nah. Well, if you remember last year this race, the package was terrible because we got out front with Joey and held off – well, apparently, according to Freddie, Harvick was over the, the, the time limit, you know, over the speed limit. He was three to four tenths faster yeah, than when so he ran we, you down. We actually should have moved over and let him go. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we might have been about 100 feet wide the last 40 laps of that race. So, um, And 10 years ago, you, you could not have done that. 
There's you're yeah. not holding that guy off. Heck no. But the traditionalist doesn't want to see you hold that guy off. They want to see the faster car prevail. Well, I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> glad it didn't. But yeah. Cheers from the Great White North. Eh? Someone's got to take this 550 package, douse her in gas, toss a match, and walk away. I've had enough of this crap. You know, I gotta see it one more time. This is it. The Great White North. Then will they complain about who the champion is? Depends on who wins it. It's not Chase. Are you tired of tossing and turning at night? Wishing it was easier to get the rest you need without prescription drugs? Try Races at Texas Motor Speedway. Races at Texas Motor Speedway are not addictive at all and easy to use. Simply set Kyle Larson as your fantasy team winner, go to the race, and feel your eyelids get heavier than Freddie and Brett at a Golden Corral. <laughs> ask your doctor before watching Races at Texas Motor Speedway. Also ask yourself, why do I think this will be good before watching Races at Texas Motor Speedway? Also be sure to tell your doctor that TJ sucks, Brett sucks, and Freddie rules if you're also listening to DBC Weekly. What are you waiting for? Buy a ticket to the best sleep of your life. Races at Texas Motor Speedway. Bore yourself into a coma. I mean, I would ask again, you know. What time is Golden Corral open? <laughs> so, I mean, Robert Yates, God rest his soul. Uh, man, that was like his favorite place to go for lunch. I mean, here's this guy that's built this empire, engine build us. Loves Golden business. Corral. He freaking had a, a multiple car uh, cup series team with it, with an Xfinity series team back then. And if you asked Robert for lunch, he said, All right, can we go to Golden Corral? Uh, love Golden Corral. Um I am am just of the belief that people at the racetrack had a better time than this guy. Buy a yeah, ticket. Well, Buy an eighty dollar ticket. What lap did your eyelids get heavy on? <laughs> you ever? Um, I do like the the outline of that ad right there because and I don't watch a lot of TV, but every time there's been so many medicines that come out, and I don't really listen to the medicine. I just wait for the side effects. The yeah. side effects. You may bleed out of your nose. Worse, yeah. worse than that. Like the side effects. Like, I, like I don't know what. Whatever this is trying to cure is probably better than what this yeah. is going to do to you. Props to how fast he can talk, though. Yeah, that was pretty good. The little fine print section. I swear to God, TJ, if you go to Kansas and pull that same <laughs> you did last year, <laughs> suck, dude. Just stay the out of the way and don't this up again. <laughs> I literally hope that happens. I bet you do. I do. You, uh, you're 15 points out with two yeah, races we, to go. Uh, we chipped away at it. That's all you can really do. Chipped away at it big time. And I mean, you know, looking up there, there's, there's five. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like, feel like anybody's really out of reach, man. One bad race, you know, Kyle, you know, Kyle, Chase, Kyle, Denny, those guys. I mean, we might have. You never know. You know, just you got to get stage points and finish the day off. We might be sitting here next week, three points out going into Martinsville. This is the best points battle I can recall going into this this semifinal round, the, the round of eight playoff. I mean, you got one guy in a must-win scenario in Logano. Martin Truex Jr. is certainly getting really close to that must-win line unless he has a phenomenal Texas, you know, race. Obviously, he's going to get have to have dang near max stage points. We were and, here and, and, and run top three. Um, it's just this is this is a great storyline, and whether you like Texas Motor Speedway race or you didn't, um, the points coming out of here are freaking awesome. We might be five points out at the end of the first stage. Yep, you never know, never know. So, but I do like the direction we're heading. You know, we're we're still clawing away at it. So, we'll want to save Bob Busher. What a thing to watch! 
But Briscoe forgot that he had breaks. Now the pasta's getting high. Well, Briscoe burnt the pasta. <laughs> he sent him for a spin. That was scary. Well, I guess so, Chase Briscoe won't be working at the Olive Garden. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> he burnt the pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to submit some reaction theater messages each week. Anchor.fm slash clear. Click the message icon and we'll keep playing the best ones. As you can see. Offer pad question of the week. My favorite time of year. It's fall and leaves are now falling. So how much yard work do you do per week around your home? Brett, do you hire people to do it? I'm going to tell you how much yard work I do. He does nothing. He picks up a baseball. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I am too freaking busy to do yard work, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could I could stop working seven days a week. I could stop doing it. When, when it turns 3, 30, 4 o'clock Eastern time, I do everything I can in the evenings with my kids. And during the day, man, I'm slammed. So um, I got a leaf blower. I like to get that thing out sometimes. Just blow I run some that stuff out around. leaf blower. Yeah, me too. I like that. Especially in the fall. Um, I do zero yard work. You do? I do zero yard work, yes. But I do run my leaf blower a lot. Leaf blower is my favorite thing. I thought you were talking about buying a lawnmower the other day. Uh, I need to buy a lawnmower. But if I do buy a lawnmower, it's going to be an electric lawnmower. Can we share a lawnmower? Because here's my problem. When my my Moblo and Go guys come over, that's the new landscaping way of doing business. That's what it's called? I mean, that's what they do. Moblo and Go. They don't love your your lawn like they used to. No. It's this... I, I can't. It's as it's quick fine. as they can do it. Get out. I could literally walk through my grass sometimes and, and see like, oh, okay, there's a spot. Like, well, my guys come in in full blown unrestricted 800 horsepower mode, and they blow <laughs> through my gate and they create this big. They don't mud. run the 550 package. No, they create a mud <laughs> bog where my dogs come in and out of my gate. Yeah. So like, I need a I need a little lawnmower to just soften that area up. Um, well, they ride that. It, they got those eye mowers now that you can like buy, and I've they go out and that. mow your yard. A guy in my development has one of them. Yeah. I think the guy that, that mows my yard, I think he shows up. Um, mow? Well. Mow, blow, and go? <laughs> I think he shows up in like a grave digger uh, vehicle <laughs> and just does donuts right there where that gate's at. There's a, there is a low spot in my yard where it, it takes a while to drive, and I swear that's the spot that they turn on, and they do circles on it on purpose. It's like – my sister hits all my sprinkler heads, and so when my sprinklers oh, come on, yeah. I got geysers in my yard. I can't. I don't. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> Offer pad. Come by my home. I'm going. I, I'm out. I'm yeah, done. Mine I give too. up. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Brilliant, brilliant read right there, Casey. It's fall and the leaves are falling. I like what you. I did wish there. they would fall in Good someone job, else's Casey. yard. Congratulations, Casey. <laughs> Time to get into our Xfinity XFi more than fast moments. You need more than just speed to compete in NASCAR. TJ, where did we see teams need to be more than fast this week? Well, Martin Truex was more than fast going up that track into the wall. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Dude, he is so hard. It hurt me to did see Did he that. have help? He had uh, a little bit of help. Nah, yes and no. He was trying to pinch Suarez and Suarez was there. So you think it was Truex's fault? I just think it's hard racing, man. I don't think... I don't blame Dan. It's not like Daniel came to track and hit him, but um, my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment 
when I saw him start to spin, I was like, oh boy, oh boy, he's coming back up. And then he saved it. So I'm going to go with Chris Busher in turns one and two there with the fantastic slide down to the bottom and the save. My Xfinity X5 more than fast moment has to go to Cup Series race winner Kyle Larson, and here's why. Not only was he more than fast to win the race, TJ, a lot of times this year with this package that he has mm. learned so quickly. He also is locked into the championship in Phoenix the last two times that Hendrick has had drivers in the Final Four. They won the championship. J.J. in a shocker in 2016 after that late race wreck with Carl Edwards, which led him to literally quit, retire, and leave the sport out of frustration. And obviously, we all saw last year's dominant effort where Chase Elliott started in the rear, was the fastest car in the field, drove to the front, dominated the race, and won his first Cup Series championship. So, to me, the more than fast moment is to the five car. Well, I have a more than fast moment this What's week. What's yours? I think it is Jake from NBC. And shout out to everyone who tagged us in some of those tweets. The One of the hardest working camera guys in NASCAR, I mean... He was running down the front stretch after Kyle's car like no other. So you should be running marathons. I think you are definitely the Xfinity X5 more than fast moment of the week. I think he was faster than some of the Rick Ware cars I saw out there, to be honest with you. Uh, so does Jake get a charter? <laughs> <laughs> he needs a shoe sponsor. That's what he needs. I'm, he, he probably has one. Yeah. Freddie would say he's wearing Jordans. Yeah. Here on Door Pepper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, man, there's a lot of Xfinity X5 more than fast moments to pick from this week. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get reliable performance that you can depend on to keep your crew connected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and super secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. As always, thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What an idiot! Time for What an Idiot. This week's what an idiot award goes to Brett. Oh man, gosh! You know this week was was going to be a tough week for me to pick, and then my good friend Freddie Kraft, um, he got up at four a.m. He left his house at five a.m. His lovely wife Megan drove him to the airport. They rolled into the airport at five thirty a.m. to go to Texas. TJ for an eight a.m. departure. 
This I, is a commercial, Freddie. When you show up for private planes, all you do is just give them your bag, show them your ID, and you get on the plane. He showed up two and a half hours early for a flight. What an idiot. That was Why? my what an idiot for Why? Luke. Because he thought the plane left at six. They changed the time and they didn't tell him. <laughs> yeah, he texted me that and I was like, well, you know they did that on purpose. Obviously. Well, that's almost like you getting caught behind the school bus or whatever. I didn't get caught behind the school bus. <laughs> or you being late. Austin, went, Austin Cindric was caught behind the school bus. I was in, in line, line at Bojangles. Exactly. <laughs> legitimately in line getting a Cajun filet biscuit when the flight attendant called me and asked me where I was and she was not nice to me and it was Joy Meyer's wife. She's fussing at me and I'm like, Ann, it says on my itinerary we're leaving in 45 minutes. And oh, she was man. she was upset. So anyway, I got on the plane and showed her my phone. I was forgiven. But Freddie was two and a half hours early wow. for his flight. TJ? I mean, that, that's that's hard not to be an idiot for. I um, hope Megan uh, left him there to sit. I think maybe Megan should double check his itinerary because that I feel bad for Megan in this scenario. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, why not call out one of your own? Freddie, you're an idiot. I mean, <laughs> I hope you... Uh, <laughs> Slept in the car. Did he? Did she leave? Drop. Did it Dude, sleep? she is such a, a, a lovely submissive she wife. Stayed. I know she just stayed there and rubbed his back and made him feel so oh. great about his decision making oh, skills. And she probably just gave him this great pep talk about how he was going to do so good in Texas, and uh, that worked. He definitely was eager to get there. Well, yeah, he was so excited. I'm just <laughs> I mean, going to say, hey, maybe they got in their back seat. Oh, they okay. Couple, they had some time. Oh, to kill. yeah. Or maybe she went back to sleep. I don't think they were sleeping in the back seat, Casey. No, because I saw her that day, and she told me she'd been up since 4 a.m., mm. so I don't think she went back to bed. You know, TJ's really good at what an idiot segment. He just banks I off hate, of whoever well, else has one that I is like, oh, ones. that's good. Let me use that. Yeah, well, that's that's really an idiot on Freddie's part, though, and I, I don't want to miss a chance to call Freddie an idiot. So, and we didn't, you know, there hasn't been many truck races, so we had to, had to find something else. So... I think Jason, I'm just a con- you're an idiot, Jason. <laughs> the consensus is <laughs> Freddie is the only idiot. Well, Freddie was going to be my idiot either way because he is an idiot in DBC picks for not picking Kyle Larson, who was made available to him last week. So Ooh. we'll see if he's an idiot two weeks in a row. I have closed this thing down to 14 to 13 to 7. TJ, I still don't know why you're in this game, but uh, you can get a whopping just, score of 10. I just jinx people, apparently. We're heading to Kansas. So, uh, TJ. I mean, I had Tyler Reddick. Well, I guess Fred does Freddie. Yeah, Freddie yeah, picks first. I'm Freddie. Uh, Freddie is picking Cody. I mean Kyle Cody Larson. <laughs> Cody Ware. <laughs> Freddie's picking awesome. Kyle Larson. Interesting. Odd. DJ. Oh man, I am going to go with a guy who's been fast lately, has nothing to lose, and is going to go for the win in Bill Byron. All right, I'm going to go with a guy who is in a must-win scenario. I don't know if he can back-to-back wins without his blocking buddy spotter TJ Majors, but I'm going to go with Jukin Joey Logano. Get her done down there. Tyler, I'm really uh, sorry that I jinxed you last week, and Tyler is an avid listener to this because – and I waited all – it was pretty early, and I'm getting up, getting ready to uh, get ready, and I get this message, and he says, it says, you picked me, didn't you? (laughs) 
They know. I'm sorry, Tyler, but you did a good job, and uh, you're going for the win. Tyler left Darlington, and he texts me, and he's like, hey, where can I stop meeting Pageland? I said, mm-hmm. did you read what you just asked me? <laughs> There's nothing to eat in Pageland but no. fast food. I no. said, you got to keep going all the way to Monroe. He's like, There's oh. a subway and yeah. something else there or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say, TJ, you will never pick yourself. I am never going. I'm not stupid. I mean, damn. Uh, okay. Well, heading to Kansas. I can't wait to go to Kansas. I love Kansas. Besides their barbecue, what else can I we mean, expect? Can we expect with a Kyle Larson who's locked into the championship four, can we expect him to kind of hang back? Can we expect him to be up front I don't, all day? I don't think Kyle Larson knows that. I think Kyle Larson will be a factor to win this weekend. The last thing that Kyle wants to do is to see a guy like Joey Logano sneak in and win a race and get locked in, or Martin Truex sneak in That's and win a race. That's the last thing I want to see. Get locked in. Um, <laughs> you don't want to let a guy that shouldn't be there get there. And, and look, not, nothing against Joey Logano, but he hasn't had the speed this year, hasn't won in a very long time. Um, Martin Truex, same kind of deal, you know. But that's a guy, that's a team that if they get qualified for Phoenix, they can shift all of their work to being ready for that championship race for two weeks. Put that car in the corner, have it ready to go. Um, you, if you're if you're Kyle Larson, you want to go out and dominate this race and win. And, and you probably want to see your buddy Denny Hamlin not have a great day because Denny, from a points perspective, points perspective, he is only nine points to the good. That is one flat tire, one mechanical problem of being in big trouble. I want to see Denny and Larson duel this thing out at Phoenix, but I can promise you if there's one guy Larson doesn't want in there, he doesn't want to see Denny win this weekend. I mean, we're literally six points from being third, yeah. which is doable. I mean, honestly, the be- I'm Kyle Larson winning is okay with me. You know, I, Honestly, it's okay if he wins again. It's one, that's one more spot open. So... You, you know, don't want to see anybody. TJ doesn't want to see anybody see behind Truex, him at yeah, points or Logano. I don't want to see Joey or Truex win there. He, sure. he doesn't want to see those guys win because it gives him an opportunity to keep chipping away. He wants to obviously go win. I want to um, get to Martinsville if we can't win with a single-digit gap because I know Brad's good at Martinsville. We can contend there. So, Yeah, I can't wait to go this weekend. I, I love the, the Kansas area. I'm staying downtown. Believe it or not, I've never stayed downtown. I've always it's stayed nice. by the racetrack. Or I've stayed way out in BFE. Where are you staying at? I'm staying downtown. Um, I, I don't. I think I'm at a Weston or something. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, I think that's where. Think that's where the Bills stayed when they played there last week. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check out Power and Light District. I have been that's there I before, um, but I, I truly love to go to Kansas City. Love it. Yeah, I like Kansas. Huge it's sports a, town. Yeah, couple yeah. casinos out there that are easy to get to. Just so happens I like to gamble. Uh, love to play blackjack, craps, all the things. So looking forward to Kansas. If you're. Uh, if you're going to be out there, say, hey. So, is this where the guy wants us to sign him so he can get a tattoo of our signatures? Mm. I think that's this weekend. I think so. Yeah. Uh, hit us up, man. Hit hit TJ and Freddie up. I'm there on Saturday for sure. Uh, I'll sign Where are you on Saturday? Uh, I got a suite. Oh. Can yeah. somebody take a picture of this? What? Us what? signing this guy? Yeah. yeah. And then the tattoo after? Yeah. I think his name's Alan Bedgood. Is that, is that yeah. Right yeah. I think, think so. Yeah. Well, before we close up the show, I want to give a shout out. Anybody who is in the Charlotte area may be heading to Martinsville next weekend. Um, be sure to come out to Millbridge for the midget races Monday and Tuesday. You'll see some NASCAR stars out there racing. I know we'll be out there with Chloe. Chad's team will be Just racing. Just look for the messy pit area. You'll find Casey. Probably. That's where all the dirt will be. So um, make sure you come out. Come say hi. Trying to get Brett, Freddie, and TJ and Jason to come out too. So. I want to come. I want to check it out. 
Maybe I, we'll I put you in a midget. I can't come on Tuesday, but Monday I might be able to work it out. All right. Done. I don't think I'm fitting in a midget. And if you can't watch it live, be sure to, of course, watch on Dirt Vision too. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Freddie, you're fired. Yeah, <laughs> completely yeah. fired. Y'all know how many shows have you missed this year? Miss, missed. Um, yeah, missed. Probably one or two. Um, no. I'm obviously you missed more in. than two. You're like three or four. No, I zoomed in for a bunch of them when I wasn't here. Nah, I think you missed about three or four. No, I think you're wrong. I think, I'd say two. Jason? I've been here forever. Oh, you asked me how much. <laughs> how, many, how many has Brett missed? I have a list. I'll have to go check. How many do you think it is? Uh, 35. Just kidding. No, how many do you think Brett has missed? <laughs> probably like three. Okay, I, I think three. four. How many have I missed? One. I think you've missed none. I missed one. one. Okay. Yeah, because a uh, driver debrief. Because yeah, oh, you because yeah. you didn't want to come on here with Lambert because he was going to tell everybody no. that he was going to come on here and tell all, everybody that oh, you got fired. No, I fired. thought we got out of talking that about TJ this. got fired so Lambert could come spot and that's why TJ didn't want to come on the show. No, I, if I would have known he was, I, we've already had this discussion, Lambert. I don't know what you were thinking, buddy, but. <laughs> <laughs> you are. There is zero performance issues. <laughs> You're spotting for that. You never told me you got fired from Bob again. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it went under. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone under. did pretty much. I remember that plane flying around at the racetrack. Oh my god. Yeah, that's saying Bob again owes me money. Yeah, Bob again. They owed me money. Yeah, that was not a fun time. No, I've been but, on some of those race teams. Those aren't fun. But now, um, I didn't know yeah. you'd been fired twice though. I thought you only got fired. Well, once. apparently, <laughs> apparently, Dale Jr. was going to fire me one time. Off he of, was, yeah, I guess, off a bush car. He said, then he was going to give you a boat. Yeah, yeah then he was give you a boat. Yeah, still working on that. No, man, it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. We out. Yeah, have a great week. Oh, no, enjoy Kansas. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.